This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out, out. Hello and welcome to Quality Time, the Kale Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. I am Anthony Nicolosi. And today we've got a special guest, Anthony. Give us the yes, word. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have the wizard himself. I don't know where wizard came from, Chase. Hey, Dr. Chase Musel, senior researcher at Netflix Games, previously at Xbox Research. Chase, how are you doing? I'm so well. Wizard, thank you. Anthony usually assigns some strange adjective to every guest who comes on the podcast. You got a good one, I feel like. You know, you actually got dynamic. You are cyclone. Dynamite. You are cyclone. That's what I went with. I'm a cyclone. You are a cyclone. You are a cyclone. Iowa State, baby. That's that's right. Nice. That's That's what's up. So, Chase, okay, can you tell us a little bit about yourself First, we just get Iowa State perfect. A little introduction. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? About, uh, yeah, kind of how you got to where you are. Why'd you even go HCI? I know a little bit because you gave a good talk that I watched, but can you tell the audience? I would, I would be happy to. Thank you. Thank you both for uh, letting me join you and goof around for a little bit. Yeah, I, there's, you know, everyone has their, their story. There's the, like, the quick elevator pitch. and You got the lengthy version. I'll try not to, not to drone. Uh, I'm very fortunate. First of all, let me just like start with that. Coming from, I come from Northeastern Iowa, a small town, uh, rural Iowa, where I was able to go and, you know, I was able to do a bunch of cool things with school. I thought I was going to be a dentist. That's something that parents, you know, they're very, very happy to have you be a dentist. You have those three day weekends. Um, nothing wrong. Love, love a dentist. Uh, so you go that pre-med route or whatever, which I think a lot of us sort of like end up in that like biochem world. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, when I actually, when I went to go to college, the first call, I went to like six colleges. The first college I went to, we're not going to go through all of them. First college I went to. Like you actually attended six colleges? I actually colleges? attended. I think. Wow. So, well, I mean, kind of, but the point being, I went <laughs> to, a, to a private school um, to play basketball is why I went there. What? Oh. Well, hey, so, now we know why. Yeah, we, you told we've us heard. before the podcast. You may not be able to tell. You're technically like the shortest of all of us on the webcam. You're I'm like gonna, the I'll be the tallest, down. which will be the only time. And I'll be in the middle to be accurate on our height. Chase is, do you mind saying you're 6'6"? That's that's why you're a basketball player. Yeah, true. true. Well, well, I mean, it's great when you're in a small town because you're taller than everybody, but then you go to play against actual people who play (laughs) basketball and you're now the smallest. Right. And your height starts mattering a lot less, I assume. (laughs) Exactly. So that all, anyway, that all fell through. uh, And then I didn't have any money because it wasn't happening in a coach transfer. So I ended up, I got into the choir. So that helped me cover. So I lived in like the sports area and I sang in the choir. And then I sang and then I went into different colleges or whatever, different schools. Wow. Um, But, but. We're going to jam when we meet in person. (laughs) I love it. I love. I do. I've been jammed recently because I my uh, so one of my it's like it's not a regret, but one of my failures I'm pretty sad about is I was rejected from the acapella group. Oh, <laughs> rude! I know, I know right? Anyway, Ooh, well, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, I had a rough first semester because I almost had to do a full withdrawal because I was grinding Grand Marshal in World of Warcraft. 
Um, that was, <laughs> That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was very fun. But, you know, those like 16 hour days, they get long. I was looking for those like little water oh, birds that go hours. and hit the okay. space bar over and over. So, you know, AFK out of, out of AV. Um, anyway, so did that, transferred around a bunch, finally landed at UNI. It was biology, super fun. Uh, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I was going to do some type of like web stuff as a new computer, said Bunny. Um, but in that time, there was an issue of Wired that came out that had Halo 3 on the cover. And I, I love video games, played a ton of video games where like we all have a shared love and you know history of video games. And I saw Halo 3 on the cover of Wired and I was like, oh, this is cool. And that article featured one, no other than Randy Peglion uh, about oh. running the research for Halo 3. And I didn't know that you could work in video games if you weren't like some super creative or programmer or whatever. And sure. so that, that planted that seed. And then fast forward for a few years again, and I was looking for something to do with my life. Uh, it like, that would be productive. So about programming. So I did like some web dev for like a year as my wife was finishing nursing school. And then I found the HCI program at Iowa State because we wanted to go to Ames where the Iowa State is um, because they have a they have the HCI lab, which is in the virtual reality application center. And I was like, this looks really cool. This is like psychology and technology. And then I remembered Randy and that story. And so I went there and asked if this is the type of thing that they do. I went into the open house. I got like, I'm going with the tour into this, into the cave. That's a, it's the C6. So it's a six sided uh, simulator, walk in door shut, sit down in this office chair. Not unlike this one with a little 80, 20 aluminum with a Wiimote taped down to it. So this is like 2012, uh, spring 2012. They turn it on. You're in the Millennium Falcon shooting down TIE fighters in this guy. Like, it was so, I was like, I'm home, right? And then before <laughs> Harrison Ford said it. Uh, so it was great. I found my people. Yeah, so I went to Iowa State. It, human computer interaction did a lot of real-time emotion detection. I don't know. If, motion like, detection? Is that what no, you said? Emotion. emotion. Oh, emotion. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, using what kind of like metrics? Was it like facial recognition? We EDA and stuff? EDA. I like EDA? that. That should be a verb. Yeah. So you know, EDA, previous, yeah. like... So the previous generation was all very much calling that. That was the GSR, so the Galonic Skin Response. Um, okay. The the particular device that I use, and there's some like semantic differences. It doesn't matter. Though. I use EDA. It's the same thing. It's like how sweaty you get. So electrodermal activity. Um, so you use EDA and then PPG with this photoplasmogram. That's the same technology that lights on like an Apple Watch where the light flashes to get your pulse and your heart okay. rate or whatever. Okay. Okay. So those two things together give you uh, enough information that you can start to draw like throw the dart at the dartboard of where somebody might be feeling on really a like how way. accurate oh uh, like real real accurate. accurate not real accurate. Oh, okay. no uh, what what, <laughs> what the problem is is that everything confounds psychophysiological data so that's like my the thing that i loved because i got to go and invade everybody else's studies because i was the person who i was like hey let me put my sensor on your participants <laughs> they won't notice it it's just a watch because everybody else was using like emg and like facial things or like having eda step to your fingers so they were already in these under these circumstances. They were like already doing another research Correct. study, and you just jump the whole in there. You're like, let me throw this research. on them. That's exactly right. It's like, nice. I, so they it was great because so I ran the UX lab, which is how I got introduced to like here's how you make surveys, here's how you do Nolus Observer, which is like behavioral coding, here's how you run an interview, here's how you do usability studies. So my like my grad school was like a ninety five percent overlap with my job. And it was incredible because a lot of people come from a lot of different disciplines. Like, like if someone's a neuroscientist or someone might be an anthropologist or something, right. There's some translation that goes on to sort of learn a little bit of the basic usability. And I'm one of these like people that got super fortunate where I got to go and actually run studies all the time. So when I went to industry, it was just a straight transfer. 
so yeah, all these all these studies are going on like Boeing AR wing assembly and a whole bunch of DOD stuff. And then my primary research was funded by John Deere. So I did all combine simulators and I would be able to go plug into all these other studies that were happening on construction and Sims or whatever. And I just put the sensor on. I'm like, great, let me put my sensor on your participant. I'll analyze the data for you. And then I get to collaborate on the project. So I got to help on a ton of stuff. It's great. That, hey, I, that that's pretty wise. I'm, I'm just like you I in the talk. For, first of all, real quick plug for this talk you gave to I Please think it's LWD Tech. Uh, something like FZ 2 Niner. Uh, that's right. No, it's like Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Washington Tech. Like okay. Washington Tech. That's right. Yeah. So they the the talk the way I would if you are considering potentially getting into the user research field, I would highly recommend it. Like I just I'm just thinking that if I would have caught that at the right point in my collegiate studies, I might have pivoted, man. I might have been like, shit, I'm going I'm doing what he's talking about. It, 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 it got me very excited. It was also a good breakdown on some. I don't know, like intro topics, if you will. And intro. intro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you, you mentioned this and I, I like I thought a little bit about it. But now as you're saying it very wise, you probably built up a bit of a network there and you get to know everybody. Well, I mean, everybody moves. it was. Well, I don't know moves, but I can tell you that I <laughs> I genuinely liked learning what everybody was doing. Like, I sure. Found it fast no, enough. sure. No, that's sure. really sure. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was plugging in and networking, and I love that component of it, which is also why I feel like I've been incredibly fortunate to have gone and worked at Microsoft. So after I'm done at Iowa State, um, I, John Deere was what I was thinking because I had my all my work with John Deere, some great people, but I wanted to do more tech-related things, and I wanted a path to video games. And Mike, I'm super fortunate that the first PhD graduate from our particular program went to Microsoft, and her name is Melinda Knight. She's incredibly generous. Um, she then got me uh, connected, and I was able to go, and I interned in like 2015 for Microsoft on the, on the Windows team. And that's where I did oh. a lot of my real-time um, emotion detection work. So we're using the Microsoft band, if you remember that, like fitness uh, band. To see how, how hype people were getting when they opened the start menu. Like, yo, I'm so hyped <laughs> from this. Oh my God. Thing. I just clicked on my Internet Explorer browser that so I could download Google Chrome. Open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just just incredible. Just that you would not believe that. <laughs> Actually, in, in all in, like in, in all seriousness, I, I worked on Microsoft Rewards. And I found that one, like I found that people genuinely liked engaging with Microsoft Rewards because they were fans of Microsoft. And I thought that was incredible. Like I didn't know that was a thing to a fandom around the different entities like that. So, um, oh, okay, sure. totally people who genuinely just dig it and go get their IE fix every morning, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> so, well, not anymore. RIP. Yeah, they're 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 Microsoft <laughs> Edge fix now, right? I'm so sorry. Yeah, the Edge well, fix. I just real quick, how were you <laughs> going to potentially use your EDA? biosensing abilities at John Deere? Like what that, are we talking that's, about? That's what my research was. So I had guys come in and sit in the simulator in the cab of the combine and I put them, I put the sensor on and we ran through these pretty specific scenarios, right? So you'd have like the grain cart pull up and we do like unloading, reloading and we'd track and see what their mental load I was using to, to infer oh, mental okay. load because okay. you didn't want to overcomplicate. And then once you sit, if you sit in the cab, like it's kind of like an airplane, right? Like a, a pretty complicated airplane where there's a lot of dials and switches and there's a lot of beeps and they'll have distinct meanings. And so you can quickly get overloaded, particularly because you're getting it from all these different these different avenues, right? You're getting your visual sensor, your sure, audio sure, sensor, sure, sure. like bouncing around, you've got your phone ringing, you got a radio on, you're trying to coordinate. Anyway, like it's a complicated process and some pretty sophisticated stuff is going on. It's a pretty delicate act. Anyway, yes, using EDA and a PPG to measure um, mental effort is really the particular construct of cognitive load that I was interested in. Um, talk, I love, like, I love, nobody talks with me about this. Stuff. This is so great. No, um, that's cool. We so talk about great. this all day. I'll talk to you about, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I was the initial way I thought was like, you know, if you had, 
if there was any kind of consistency from that kind of research, you could put like you could do like A/B testing with e- with this like emotional reaction stuff on like marketing material. But, like they people are getting this demographic. People from this demographic are getting so hyped from that ad. You know, they like, do that. yeah, they you can tell that. why we put Anthony in the business side of the department. I'm here like we could like test how people are enjoying video games. Anthony is like, can I sell them the game or not? I love hype. I'm such. I love. I love getting uh, hyped. You know, like. I love the experience of getting excited a lot. It's contagious. It's contagious. It's nice. I'm sorry. I'm totally tangent. So so you got to Xbox, right? Instead of tractors, (laughs) you decided to do warthogs, right? Let's go. No, actually, I I was doing a bunch of VR stuff as well as doing simulator sickness research. So I actually went to Microsoft to go work on sort of HoloLens AR land of doing that VR AR type stuff. Okay. didn't for whatever like a lot of reasons why things change and you know positions and change. Um, I ended up working. What year on, was that, Chase? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, the end of twenty sixteen is when I joined, and so I was I was excited to go work on that stuff. Didn't pan out, but it was great that there's another team that had an opening. I was able to go. Like, if you're an intern and you get an offer, it's good, but it doesn't mean that you're going to the exact team that you may have interned. Sure. 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 Anyway, so that was great. So I did family, um, family, and I did uh, rewards and um, privacy, devices, and identity. Identity is a big one. That's super interesting. That was really fun. I also got to work in a few Xbox studies. So that was like making friends with the Xbox people. Some very like some of my very closest friends and incredible people over there. Um, they were giving me a hard time about joining Xbox Research. Then I got an opportunity to join Xbox Research um, in 2018 because um, I'd been sort of like playing around um, and doing some stuff with them. Um, off and on. And then I joined to take a new role as the uh, xCloud user research um, person. That, I, yeah, that's super cool. Definitely. Gonna ask. I mean, they were giving you a hard time about joining Xbox. If I was a Microsoft research person working on IE and my colleague went to <laughs> yeah. Xbox, my guess is the only reason I'd be giving him a hard I was jealous if I'm giving him a hard <laughs> that, time. That's there. what I assume as well. No, no, it was, everybody was really good. Like people are, people in the research community in tech in general, because it's a pretty small community. Like if you think about how many social scientists are working in technology research, Microsoft, and the, when I started, um, the team that was, it was comprised of like a hundred-ish uh, researchers. That I, I don't think there was a bigger consolidated group of social science researchers pretty in, in the world. Yeah, and then overall, like the broader group that was sort of interested in that was like 300 or something at the time. So it's grown since then. But if you think that there's 300 Microsoft, that's the biggest one. Like I was estimating that like the total might have been a thousand, right? Right. Right. Or Very something, small. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like you can actually know people. It was great. So you can you can move between and work on different stuff. People bounce between different things. Um, and then Microsoft's great because uh, Microsoft Research is its own entity there. And a lot of my academic heroes, like people that you nerd out about, you see their names. Like, um, like Mary Sorwinski is a name that was incredibly important in the effective computing world. And she's at Microsoft. She came to my like defense for my, for my internship. I was like nerding out that one of the people <laughs> that I cite all the time was like, that was a good internship. I was like, oh my God, thank you, Mary. <laughs> right. Right. Like, anyway, so um, that, stuff, that stuff was fantastic. So yeah, then I got to Xbox and working on xCloud. And then uh, fantastic years at Xbox. And then currently, well, this is like the longest way to get to current. Then currently uh, I had an opportunity that I just... I couldn't say no to. There's a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of good things going on at Netflix, but one of the things that I really nerd out about, and I don't know how, I suspect you two might be similar to me. Um, I love the documentaries of how things are made, and I love hearing about. I love that years. stuff. 
I hey, I tell Skyler all the time. He doesn't like listening to me because uh, some of the things are so boring that he doesn't even care. No, but I like, like how it's made documentaries. Anthony talks about <laughs> a lot more than just those. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to appreciate the whole body of work when it comes to the holistic stuff. system. Yeah. Oh, my you gosh. Know? Systems. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Stop playing. Uh, <laughs> um, it's Jesse's fault, by the way. Jesse yeah. Thomas. She made us Dr. both Jesse read Thomas that book. Thomas. And now, yeah, love the intro to systems thinking. Diane Meadows. I want That's to right. say. That's right. Diane loved Meadows. it. I used yeah. it with my kids. Hey, there was a situation. We had a system trap going. He was eating apples. <laughs> in, he was. Yeah. I'm telling it's the. It's the one where like the oh I can't re- anyway I can't remember something about basically they're they're not they're resisting some policy a policy resistance might even policy be the name resistance. of the trap it yeah is. but it's like taking the apple to the living room eating I said no apples in the living room you only eat in the kitchen after I, I freshly read off that chapter I just read that chapter I go there, I'm like you know what the real problem here is that he wants to be able to see the TV while he's eating. So we made it, you know, we figured it out. Well, the, the Diane gave us the formula. You got to give way a little bit. We said, you can eat at the bricks. There, the apples still contain worst case scenario. And you can see the TV. No more problem. So systems thinking, wow. big. Oh. Miracle. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, like, how the thing was made. I love all those documentaries. Like, there's a... There's a great episode of Podcast Unlocked. It's episode, I believe it's episode 201. I don't know if you listen to that, but um, I do, yeah. But I, I'm not, I'm not, I miss some. It's fine. But if you go, there's this one episode called like Xbox, like bosses, past, present, future, or something like that. And it's got all oh, the one where like, the three of them were there. Yeah, it's got, yeah, yeah it's got Seamus Blackley and it's got, um, oh man, tip of my tongue, Peter. Uh, anyhow, I feel terrible. Oh my um, gosh, I'm forgetting now too. Peter Moore. Peter Moore, thank you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and film, yeah, and all on. So anyway, I love that stuff. I like, I love reading that. So when the opportunity um, to come join Netflix and work on Netflix games at the beginning to help right. build it, incredibly enticing. So that's and so I am very happy. And yes, at Netflix games right now. And we're like really at the beginning of Netflix games, right? Like we're, we're at the beginning. I mean, didn't they just like announce it late 2021 or something? That's correct. October, yeah. November. Yeah. yeah and only in the frame. past, like last month or whatever, during Geeked Week, did they even really talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's more more stuff happening. Um, some new games being added. But yes, it is new. It is very much in the early stages. It's incredibly exciting. And like the fun thing, I mean, it's all fun. I like, for, let me like, like, say this and be transparent here. Like I'm incredibly fortunate. Like I work in an industry where I get to work on video games all day. And I get to work with incredibly smart, kind people and do this. Like, I, I'm super, super fortunate. That said, um, it's so fun to have different people come from different companies that have now joined to make Netflix games. Because I get to learn from all these different places. People from PlayStation and Riot and Kabam and Scopely, right? Like, people from Blizzard. It's just, it's a, it's a great melting pot um, of, different, of different studio That's cultures cool. and game cultures. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, so I've like mentioned Netflix games to a few people once we like knew that you were there and you know, everyone's response is exactly the same, which is Netflix has games question mark. And, um, so I just want to know, I know that your job isn't marketing and you don't probably don't care that much about it, but I'm just curious, like why would someone care about games from Netflix? Like what, what is, what is it? And why would someone care? No, because from my my perspective, Chase, like technically speaking, up until maybe some recent additions from like the Geeked Week, yeah, yeah. like the changes that are coming as part of everything that's coming 
from those announcements, whatever. Um, it's it was functionally more or less just like a glorified app store link you would go like into the app and you would click on it of course you couldn't like to be clear you couldn't play some of them without having the netflix subscription so it wasn't just straight up a link but like more or less you know that was that was that was the experience there wasn't um necessarily like uh you you know you're downloading and playing it locally you're not streaming anything from the cloud but uh, yeah i'd just be interested there's no chance let, let him answer my question first. Let him answer my question. Just glorify links, you know? <laughs> um, so I will say, I will say that depending if you're on iOS or Android, the experience does vary. So if you're on iOS, you will see a game's row. If you're on Android, you will see a game's tab. So you can go and play with that today. And so there's you know, some variance in that. Um, yeah. So the pitch for it, let the the thing that I really like. And what I would say that like, like what really motivates me and one of the big reasons why I was really intrigued, like interested in what is like exciting about this particular um, opportunity is that I love the idea of bringing play to more people. I like, I see the board game. I assume those are stacks of board games in the background, Skylar over here. Yeah, that's it's, one. Yeah. That's my seventh shelf. There's six that. others in the other room. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. So like down in my basement, I've got the, you know, like the shelves and the games or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I got Return to Dark Tower oh. for my wife. The game looks incredible on the table. I mean, yeah, that incredible. game looked really like it was going to look so really fun. Good. That's awesome. it. Just has such good table presence. I love play. Like I just love play in general. I play Fortnite with my kids all the time. We play board games all the time. My wife and I play years of World of Warcraft together. So our house is very much play. What gets me really excited with Netflix is just the opportunity to bring play to more people because there's this real problem of people self-identifying as gamers and what the baggage of that particular word brings. Please hold me accountable if you hear me using it like in regular speech, because I try not to, I try to typically say someone who's a player of something, right? Because gamer has this loaded, this loaded meaning of being sort of this bro factor, whatever, think like, yeah, I think yeah. like dorms Halo 2, right? Like, right, right, well, right, okay, right. That's my exact age, right? But like, that's what I think of. No, really. um, not like a middle-aged mom playing Candy Crush on her phone. Correct. And even though she's, she's not going to say a gamer. gamer, right? Even that's though she like, definitely is. But she's someone who plays games, right. right? And even like, what's a game? So I love the idea of inviting more people to play. And so what gets me excited about Netflix is the reach that Netflix has and the opportunity to bring games to more people that don't have to be something that would maybe be um, a little more, a little more barrier, like a higher barrier to entry. Because even showing someone a controller, right? You you offer somebody right. the controller and they look at this thing and they're like twenty buttons of complication, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And it's just, no, like there's those videos of people like learning how to do it. So, like if you have to learn how to walk and, you know, and navigate at the same time, that's his own challenge that we all take for granted as people who played games oh. our whole life. I mean, right? I know people who've even played games their whole lives, but never played like first person games. And even they like can't, they like know how to use a controller and they can't comprehend at it's all the thing. movement. Yeah, that's exactly right. So anyway, yeah. So why Netflix games? Like, I just think it's an incredible opportunity to drop the barriers and invite more people to play. So I get genuinely excited about that. And I love the idea of thinking about, um, inviting more people in and just like, I, I love all play in general. And it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, there's things that are at Xbox or things that are on PlayStation or things that are at Steam that are super unique and all their things were like, or if you're working at Meta, at, like on the, on the <laughs> Quest, or, I, I like Oculus, that's a good brand. Um, but if you're working on the Quest, like there's incredible stuff on there, right? This just, to me, is a little bit more approachable. So that's what I like. Yeah. So right now it's pretty much all mobile, right? It is all mobile, yeah. So, and that's what I'm working on as well. Yep. Is that, 
Is that really? I don't know. It, this sort of like Anthony's question, right? Is that you? Maybe you say it, Anthony. You'll word it no, better you, than me. I mean, I'm just suspicious, Chase. And I'm not trying to get any secret deets out of you. I'm just saying, you don't bring the X Cloud guy in just to work on mobile. You know what I mean? I mean, I I, I was telling Skyler. He, here's a free idea, by the way. Okay, here's a free <laughs> idea. If 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 somebody's not thinking about one day letting me like what I want to do, I'm watching season four Stranger Things. There's some sequence where freaking you know Dustin, I don't know, does what, and we I haven't watched it by the way, so I'm not spoiling. Some cool nothing, fight, right? I love the fanfic. Let it flow. Yeah. That's right. There's there's some action sequence, and there's just this perfect camera transition where you could roll into gameplay. Give me like uh, and, oh, and with VR eventually in the future, that would be sick. But hey, you just kick into this moment that's really auxiliary to the actual story. No impact. It's kind of like the dynamic of like you get some cutscenes to. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, go with your game. Well, here yeah. you get some game to go with your show, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And then you could use the, this as a marketing opportunity because you can't just like throw people into a game you haven't taught them about and then have like a onboarding in the middle of the show. That's super anticlimactic. So you've got to do these like pre, you know, you got to uh, beforehand announce we have these training sessions coming right. up and there's only these like events, right? Pick like if you want to watch Stranger Things or if you want to play Stranger Things. Well, well, and then you follow it up post show with like a full game release. You know what I'm talking about? This is obviously very expensive but like uh, you know i just uh, chase i would i would love to have it one day do you think uh based off of what you were just saying about what the if you will the initial target demographic of getting to those people where you're trying to lower the barrier of entry that is not that kind of experience that's much more sophisticated that's like getting the gamer bros, if you will, that you were talking about onto Netflix, you I know, shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, you know what? I, I love playing. I love playing some first person shooters as much as anybody else who's grown up playing first person shooters. So no animosity there. I played, played all, all the halos, but whatever, like we all, we all have our, our, you know, our credential cards on that front. Uh, yeah. I think that kind of stuff is super exciting. I'm not going to lie. Like I, this conversation that I used to have with my friends was like, so are we going to have Matrix future or surrogate's future? Because that's what, like, I couldn't, like, that was a big thing that we said that we had in the lab for a long time. Like, are we going to put ourselves into the physical and walk around the world and augment that? Or are we just all going to, like, plug in and the world can waste away? Like, I, I totally, I totally think that what you're talking about is going to happen in our lifetimes. I have no idea who's making that stuff or where, where you're getting the hardware support for it. Uh, I look forward to having my Connect 3.0. That's going to just beam, me, beam my eyes in and like laser retina the, the screen on. Anyway, but yeah. directly from you, since you worked on xCloud, you, you're familiar with where tech is at for cloud and like latency and all yeah, that. Yeah. It, like some people I think I talk to think like it's basically cl- playing on cloud right now is basically like playing on your console at home. And it's, I explained to him like good. under certain conditions, it's actually pretty close and it's pretty impressive, but generally speaking, there's a long way to go. And there's a lot, like, I, I think your answer right there just kind of proves something like that is far. It's not, that's not happening right anytime soon. I hope it's in our lifetimes. I genuinely do hope that. Um, and I don't, I like, I, I can't imagine that we wouldn't get somewhere close because I see, th- I see games like quantum break, that do your gameplay to show where integration where they you know, gave it. Another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see that, that uh, like the Facebook thing, uh, rival peak, you know, what that is 
It's like a reality show. Go go search Rival Peak. Uh, it was like a like that's a thing that I had no idea about um, until I was looking at different like reality shows and okay. like and because I was I was um uh, I I don't know like do you guys like one versus one hundred? Have you? I, that, that show is great. I am a game show freak. So are you okay? So we were like we were looking at different. My wife and I. My wife loves the Game Show Network, and so we were watching like a lot of Family Feud on vacation, and okay. we were talking about different game shows that were like games or whatever. And so I was curious like what was going on there. And it was like, I never heard of that. Rival Peak. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, like Facebook really like cool went all out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, One Versus 100, the, like, the old Xbox. Like, I remember that. I used from. to play that yeah. in my friend's basement, yeah, the right? One Versus 100 Xbox game. That shit was great. Dude, so yeah. And like, I had forgotten all that stuff. I was like, wow, there's like opportunity. And so I was thinking of Quantum Break. I was thinking of that. So anyway, like, yeah, there's like stuff. Who's going to do that? I have no idea. So that's like the, the tech and like getting people to build that. Who knows? But I do know that I'm pretty optimistic about all those things becoming a lot more sure. like available to us. Well, I think of like Bandersnatch, right? And that whole yeah. experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could make that like a distributed model, right? Where like everyone watching at the same time votes like you, on yeah. something happening rather than it just being a solo experience, right? Yeah. Did, did you guys play The Old Republic? I played some of it. Yeah. Like so if you, Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah, MMO. Okay. Yeah, the MMO tour. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, and I, I played it when it came out. I didn't play a ton of it or something, but I, I love MMOs. MMOs while trying them. I thought they had one of the better implementations of having the group make the decision because it had that whole, like the party would choose because it's Bioware, right? You had the Bioware choices. Right. Like, are you going to drop them off the cliff or are you going to say, pull them back in? Right. Um, and it had this whole thing where the group got to, to vote on it. And I can't remember the exact specific, like how the implementation of it worked, but I do recall that like in a dungeon, if you were the leader and it was your story, I think you got override capability. Like you're not going to let the party come mm. like tank your particular True. version of the story. Anyway, like I think there's been cool versions of how that stuff has played out. So yeah. Yeah. Opportunity for sure. But just to be clear, you're not working on that. You're, you're I'm in not. the mobile space pretty much exclusively. I'm platform specifically. So that like, that's where my experience comes in as I'm a platform researcher. I mean, I'm super fortunate. I got to work on some games. I'm like my, it was a real treat to like help just a little bit on Psychonauts 2 because I'm a huge Double Fine fan. Mm -hmm. um, oh, cool. And so that was like, I'm just I'm like an unabashed fan of the studio. I think they're just wonderful people. And it was a, like literally a dream come true to be able to help out with that just a little bit. Um, but in, in that space, I on xCloud, I've been platform for, you know, the whole time. And it was like with an Xbox research, everybody helps each other. So it was a lot of like learning how to think about, you know, how do people play and what features do they need? And how do you party invites? And how do you like, how do you present that to someone? So like, anyway, that stuff, like what it means to make a platform, right? I remember like using Stadia and thinking like, oh yeah, you got your like platform basics knocked out, like on your V1, that was pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff that need to be added, but um, anyway, that's where my experience comes Stadia in. Stadia may it rest that. in peace. Oh, it is not good. No, it's I. Hey, I'm a I'm a current Stadia Pro member. So wow, awesome. you wow. you and ten other people. No, there are dozens of us. There's dozens of us. No, I mean I I actually had a friend who had a Stadia, and he, I watched him play Immortals: Phoenix Rising on it, and it performed mm -hmm. great. It worked great. Dude, like if you go look at the digital foundry numbers for some of that stuff, like Stadia outperforms some of the local setups. Like it, depending on your connection, but like right. assuming like a stable connection that isn't super low, it's it's an impressive piece of technology. No, yeah, it's it's sad that it didn't take off more than it did. It's its own thing. Anyway, so yeah, like I'm, I'm a big fan. And, uh, yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking about is like how to help people find play the games, right? Like all the good stuff there. So if you're so I guess the next logical question here, now that we know that we care about Netflix games is which games should we try? I mean, point P is like 
it's a legit game. That's getting um, so many positive reviews. I was just reading like two articles about it. I don't know if you played. Did you play Downwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I saw it was by the Downwell creator, I was so hype. That's exactly what I said. Like, I actually not familiar with a lot of the stuff, um, but some of it like Moonlighter I'd played or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like in there now. Um, so some of the stuff I'm familiar with or whatever, um, like Raji's in there, right? And um, some other stuff that's been on Game Pass that I've been familiar with, or like the Stranger Things games that were on Game Pass previously. Um, so that's all great. But Point P, like out of nowhere, and it seems to be getting a lot of positive, a lot of positive play. I'm like, I played for 30, 40 minutes or something, like level rank, rank or level, whatever it is, like four. So, okay. but really good. Like it gave me a lot of, um, it gave me, I definitely could see the, the down well um, lineage in that vertical. It's just like, upward movement. down well, right? <laughs> well, I mean, down well's got some, got a lot more reactive stuff. It was, it felt like sort of like angry birdsy, right? With like you lining up the shots and getting the bounces. And the oh, okay. Okay, it's just I just downloaded it. I'm gonna play it out. Oh, okay, it's a lot of like lining up angles and bouncing off walls to get multiple and boosts and timing oh, okay. hits and stuff. So yeah, impressive single input. But yeah, no, I think it's a great game. So point is what I'd recommend for sure. Okay. Nittens is also like if you like match three games, Nittens is on there. Yeah. Okay. Some people like the cats if you like a cat fan. Is that an or so are were most of the games that are on there now already released games? And I think it's it's a mix. Okay. Because um, point piece I, I know is brand new, right? But correct. Like, that's correct. It's a mix. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, if you go look at some of the games, like some of them had been out on other platforms or whatever, and then some of them are brand new. So it is just, it's a genuine mix like that. People doing the good work, getting the, getting the titles lined up. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, this is kind of more general, but like you're, you're talking about platforms, you're talking about the different tech that's involved. Like for you personally, yeah. are you like, what what motivates you more? Is it intrinsically and this is may, this has maybe well, changed IMF over the years in your career, okay? What'd you get what'd you say? You talked about great. IMF and I hear your I, it's the one thing I remember from listening to that a couple months ago. IMF. I, hey yo, I was I tell that to everybody. I just wrote a patron I use it post all about the time too. I wrote a patron post about how my IMF towards content creation in the last couple months where I was like working too much on other things. And I was like, IMF negative 10,000. Didn't want to do it, but burned out anyway. So yeah. Where does the IMF lie for you now in regards to like the spectrum of like you do research because you find the benefit, like the output and the benefits of the research compelling. So meaning like the business impact, if you will, or the product impact, experience impact, or is like there, you have to, I'm just imagining by just reading, I, I skimmed through, I, I'll call it skim. I tried to read and then I had to go uh, through this, this uh, virtual reality um, research you did, which by the way, plug to ResearchGate, which is kind of like a LinkedIn for researchers. I had never found it until I found this. It's kind of cool. Uh, anyway, you have your visually induced motion sickness, susceptibility and recovery based on four mitigation techniques. I started reading through this. I mean, you and a team to be clear, there's other people there. I was the help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was reading through it and I was like, you have to have to some extent, I imagine some amount of passion for executing these research studies. Like it's got to be compelling to you somehow or it's just seems like it gets so monotonous after a while that you churn. You know, you'd be like, OK, that's good enough. Now it's management time, you know, or some, I don't know. Right. Like uh, what, what are you what can, what is more <clears throat> exciting to you and has that changed maybe over the years? There is nothing better than opening up the results from a survey or from after you've collected your data and you've like, I'll even do like a, 
like a Christmas present to myself. Like I won't look at some of the data until like, I'll make sure that it's collecting. Okay. And I'll wait till I have enough participants with some of that, that, um, psychophysiological data. And I put it all together that way. The first time I generate whatever my plot's going to be like, GG plots, get her. Like, oh, look at it. Look at that distribution. Right. It's just like a glorious, <laughs> it's a glorious moment um, to see some of that. The data. So I love it every time. Yeah. Is the answer. Like I, there's nothing quite better than it. I don't know, peaks and valleys and like what you do with sure, it. Sure. Right. Cause it's like, it's, it's obviously like pretty nice uh, to be able to go like, Hey guys, guess what? I just, you know, got your playtest data back or whatever. And like, here's what it says. And that's super fun. But then if you're thinking about creating the report and you have to be a little more, like for me, I have to be a little more disciplined about like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to make my to-dos or whatever. Otherwise I won't get it all in. But what I love on the other end of the spectrum is I love collecting all the research studies and putting them together into a collection. And this is what I was, I was laughing. I think when Randy had said something like, you know, I, I have no idea what he said, it, but the sentiment was like, sometimes researchers don't always do a good job cataloging their reports into a single place and like sort of synthesizing. And I love that stuff. Like I have a lot of collections. Um, if you get, if you get on. What do you Microsoft, mean when you say collection, you mean like you, because just, you mean like, is it like you're synthesizing study, right? information. Yeah, that's exactly right. If the you think study, about, yeah. if you think, well, I mean, there's different ways to do it. Like there, you know, in, in academia, there's a lot of like meta, meta analyses where you right. might take reports from other people and put them together and you can do that too. A lot of collaboration going on. Um, but for me, it was like looking at my own reports and just being a little more diligent about like, if you imagine each time you run a study, you write a report, that's a slice in time. Right. So you have this report that reflects the nature of the product at that particular moment. You iterate on it, you rerun a study or run a variant of the study or whatever, and you do that again, slice in time number two. And so say you say, say you run three studies, say you do three rounds of playtesting in your game. Um, and you find that people have difficulty with X, right? Like have difficulty with this particular thing. You find that three times. I take those three individual pieces and put them together and say, there's a, like people are having difficulty with this thing. Well, it's just like, it's just compounding the evidence because all our job is, is helping give people information to make informed decisions. And I want to be able to give them that information to have more confidence with the decision they're about to make. So when I say, we've seen this repeatedly, I have a lot more confidence going forward to say that this is the state of the world as opposed to like, I did one thing with eight people, right? Or whatever. Right, right, right. No, we've, we've definitely seen that over our playtesting, exactly what you're saying, right? Where we, some things we know obviously right away are like an obvious problem, but other things it's only been once we've compiled all of our playtests that we're like, oh, this like sort There's of obscure court, thing right. was a consistent totally. problem. Totally. And it might be a small problem, right? Like right. Each, each session, it might be actually pretty something pretty small, but when you start to see it happen over and over and over, that's where you get like, your death by a thousand cuts type scenarios going on. Like it's this little thing here, it's a little thing here, it's a little thing here. And they all sort of, fell through the sieve at any given moment. But when we look at the picture and put them together, like, oh, we actually have a handful of these things that are fairly problematic. Yeah, anyway, cool. So I love the aggregation component, yeah. Now, a lot, off of that, let's say you do some great research, some great meta-analysis. You got this great, it, it, you even synthesize it in a way that's nice and digestible. You're, 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 you're giving the readout to the design team, et cetera. And then they just discard it. They are just like, I do not care what you said. Yeah. And even maybe they're rude about maybe. how they tell it to you. How do you persevere? Like, I feel like if I, if I were you, okay, if I did this beautiful research and I'm just imagining, cause you were saying you're working with double fine. So I'm going to translate a little bit. If I went to, if I was a user researcher at Xbox, I do this three, four, three study. Cause I love Halo, right? It's my favorite gaming franchise. And then they just blow it off. And I'm like, I like I I I am biased obviously and I have my, I'm I'm pulling I'm like that would have really helped here blah 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 how do you 
remain professional? Like what's important there? Like it's sure. it, it, are, do design people think about the researchers and let them down easily? I mean, what happens? Wow, they're just terrible, terrible people. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I've, I've had such great partners. If you make it, if you're doing, if you're conducting research in a company that's hired you to be a researcher, you typically pass the, I need to convince someone to care sure. about my opinion right. phase. Right. So like, let's like, let me dispel that myth. It's not like I had to go win hearts and minds to get a little bit of, sure. Know, sure. a little sure. bit of uh, time. Um, although I will say everything's easier with a smile and a couple of laughs. Right. <laughs> so I personally am pretty happy just having like this type of like free flowing conversation and making it a little more fun. Um, so that also helps things, right? Because you're more willing to listen to people that have a proximity of a you know, relationship with you as opposed to like somebody of this cold. They don't know anything about them. Um, yeah, I mean, if people, if people say no, they don't want it. Um, one of my like original interview questions was this exact thing from the, it was my lunch interview uh, with a man named Eric Shu, incredible man, mentored all of us that you've spoken to. Um, he's, he's fantastic. He asked, this was my lunch interview. Our, our next said, podcast guest is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I recommend Eric for literally anything. So just a, it's the best human. Um, but I was supposed to have the softball interview with him. And he asked me this, like pretty much this question of like, well, what happens when you go to present your data and they don't listen to you? Like, I don't know. Well, then I'd like show them the video. He's like, well, they don't care about the video. I'm like, oh, well, then I like, I show them all the statistics and like, I show how like the actual math, I did the math and like, he, like they threw it away. They don't care. I'm like, I don't know. Like I bring them into the session and let them like observe it firsthand. Like they don't care. That's not what their kid told them. Like, like, <laughs> and so I, like, it's something the answer is like, well, sometimes you just can't win them over. Um, but that's fine. Right. I've never had that problem. I'm incredibly fortunate, but when you do have people that are a little more resistant to the suggestions that you have to be making, if you're making recommendations, the, the, the real uh, story for those of us who are fortunate to work in these tech companies that have research is that there are so many people waiting in line to get help that you just move on. Like if we don't have a good working relationship and you're not willing to implement some of the things that I'm suggesting in a reasonable way, like in, in just operating in good faith. Right, right, right. There's plenty of other ways to be using your time. And that's the actual right. You're just like, all right, see you later. We'll go to the next people. Totally. And I've heard that from other people, but the truth is like at Xbox, like not the case, like three, four, three to your point, like great research culture, highly valued. Yeah. Netflix, Jesse was talking about when that. Anthony tells yeah, them totally. that the warthog horn needs to be slightly lower pitch from his research they're in. I mean, N of one, everyone's making those decisions on that N of one. No. Um, yeah. Same, same thing. Same thing at Netflix. So like when I was able to join uh, the research team, consumer side team, very well respected. You don't have to do any convincing. You're welcomed in with open arms. So yeah, it's that's a perk of working at these companies. That's great. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, right? You come in deep by being hired. You have the credibility already, right? It's not like you're trying to prove that your your research is valuable. That's right. You're being paid because you do valuable research. I'm very thing, fortunate. Yeah. 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 One thing Randy said in his keynote games you are that yeah. I watched. Um, uh, that I always remember is that he said that like the primary resource studios, new studios were asking of the Xbox team was user research. So to your point, like that probably wasn't much of a thing at Xbox. Yeah, corroborating your fantastic information. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like double finds a perfect example because they were the latest of the right. integration studios to join. Didn't have someone lined up for them. I just had to say, please, please let me. And I was so kind of like the team's great. So they were fortunate. And I was fortunate that, that they're like, yeah, like live your dream, man. <laughs> go over the line. So that's uh, great. That, so yeah, go ahead, Scott. Go, oh, go, go. I was just gonna I've say, been, I'm just curious. We've been uh, talking about all the research you do and stuff. I 
we said you're like doing platform research at Netflix. I don't know if you're allowed to say anything, but can you be at all more detailed about like what your research entails or what kind of things you're studying? Like, is that like interface kind yeah, of like, stuff? What does that mean? Like, because you said the Stadia example, for example, you're like, they had a lot of good V1 platform stuff taken care of. Like, what does that mean? Correct. Correct. Like, I mean, there's just a lot. If you were to go look at any of the platforms that you play on, play video games on, right? Right. You'll start to see some consistencies and you could probably rattle off five or six features immediately that most of them have. Like, that's the type of stuff that you're thinking. Like shareability, oh, interface. Oh, all okay. of it, right? Like friends lists or achievements or what, like just stuff that's across different platforms, right? And you notice it when it's not there, right? Like Epic Games. Uh, I was going to say like that launch. exact thing, yep. Right? Like and people were up in arms about missing some basic functionality. Stadia sort of had like the basics, but it was also missing stuff that they had promised. So that's the type of stuff that I'm thinking about. Um, and it's just it's just early. So yeah, I don't, I don't have any like particular thing that I'm like diving that this is the thing to fix. The, the nice thing is that it's so early, there's just a lot of opportunity to work across and just help make the product better in general. So hopefully, as you hopefully you will continue to open your Netflix app and check things out and see how things. Oh, I'm seriously you know, change. now. And yeah. we're talking about and <laughs> when you're saying the platform, you're talking about this games tab or games uh, drawer, depending on your system, right? In the Netflix app. Correct. Exactly. Think about the stuff that you need to be able to do to have a gameplay, right? Right. Like, yeah, because yeah, I just went to that Play Store to download Point P, so I didn't even see the the platform. Totally, totally. But you have Netflix installed on your phone and you're logged in, right. I suspect. Yeah, so you are required, right, in this particular case, it uses Netflix to authenticate that you're able to. Right, well, yeah, I saw when I clicked it, it opened the Netflix app, so that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay, exactly. Yeah, 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 so exactly. So think about all the things that you need to be able to play a game that aren't the game itself. Right, and right. that's yeah, what yeah. you're doing. But, yeah. and so... Are you guys thinking about like a community aspect to this apps to the store, like friends lists and all that kind of stuff? Is that sort of where they're leaning? Because usually with mobile marketplaces, it doesn't really go that way, right? Like Play Store, those kind of things, stuff don't really have this community aspect that Steam like, and it's kind of like up to the have. game, is what you're saying, Skylar. It's like it's up to the game in those mobile circumstances to add that kind of stuff if they want to, or just it. it doesn't exist at all. Yeah, or it right. Exist. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what if you go through the games, that's what you'll find today is that it's implemented and just at this point, like you know, supporting supporting studios so they can implement the game that they want to make. Right. It's mm -hmm. that's sort right. of where, where we're at. But yeah, it's fun to think about all the other stuff. Um, and I'm interested in like, I'm interested in the whole package because I think all that's super interesting. And I also really like thinking about how games take advantages of different components of that are special. So like, I mean, I was lucky at xCloud. I was, you know, able to, like, I'm, I'm talking like I worked on double final. Like it was like, I was fortunate to be, you know, maybe a few weeks total on like a couple spot treatments, right? It's not my primary thing was supporting the platform. Um, but I loved being able to see how my um, my teammates were working on different things and where we could collaborate and work together. So the same thing is now happening in Netflix where like I have my my teammates who are supporting studios and thinking about different things and we can figure out how we can help each other. So yeah, cool. it's a good it's just a good place to be in so early because there's so much stuff to go tackle. Yeah. What when you well, you just said collaborating with your teammates and it was cool at Xbox. Mm -hmm. What is that like actually like? Like, so for example. You say, we need to do this research. This guy is doing some research kind of along the same lines in another area. Jesse's doing research over here. Like, do you go and get, I don't know, like, do you have to deal with getting budgetary approval for this research? Finally, like, there's kind of a pipeline for that already? No, yeah, the pipeline's there. Um, I mean, th like, without getting into, like, 
org details of things. Right, right, right. The nice thing about having a, just because it's like not, it's not super exciting, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the nice thing about having a, a shared team is that you have a shared team. And so you don't have to say like, hey, Skylar, I really could use it, you know, a few cycles from you. Can you come over here and work? Like, that's not how it works. Like the collaboration is a lot more light touch, typically speaking, right? It's like, hey, I wrote this interview protocol. I'd really like you to take a pass at it. Can you go through it? And it takes you half an hour, read it, mark it up with some notes or whatever. Great. Like that's a perfect collaboration. Or maybe you have your playtest ready to go, right? So Anthony, you're like, hey, I really want, like, I want to run this next week. Can you come pilot it for me? And so I might be the pilot participant. So it's just a lot of like little things and ways to talk about. There are more formal ways to collaborate in any particular scenario. Like right. sometimes it just might merge two people who typically don't work together and work on something. That absolutely happens too. So it's the full spectrum of things. But I was a big fan of all the light touch stuff because I could sort of hop in and say, and this is why I know about X or let me give you my feedback on this thing. And then when you think about a, you think about a group of people who are trained in research methodology in general, like we all, a lot of us come from academia and that is the way that we were all taught was to give feedback and think critically about each other and poke holes all the time. So when you get that feedback culture of very honest, direct feedback, you can reciprocate it back and forth and it makes the whole thing better. And we're not like, no one's having hurt feelings or something like that. Cool. So yeah, all, cool. all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... personally, like I love like, yeah, I get to like test whatever X new game and like give you my idea or my give right, 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 right. Fantastic. Like I love all video games, let's go. Yeah, we had a very similar setup on I did DevOps and like test for a while at the company that Anthony and I work at full time. And we have a similar shared team setup where like yeah. we aren't actually on the dev teams. We are just members of the shared team that participate. And it was nice. so nice. And the collaboration when it was like all pre-COVID, because since COVID, like everything has gone to chaos. But yeah. pre-COVID, it worked amazingly. Sure it was like, great. Skyler, come over here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, right? Like I'd walk around, like poke my head around the corner and be like, what are you working on? Dan? It's like, like your college days. Hey, you, it's, you, it's exactly like that. It, it, it's very similar. Yeah. Um, it, I will say like, in I don't know how, you know, COVID life is treating either of you. I hope you're both. I was actually about well. to ask you something. Go ahead. Yeah. I have both had amazing COVID lives just for the record. Like okay. we're very lucky to have. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel similarly. I feel similarly. All I was going to say was I had my first trip to the actual Netflix headquarters uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. That was great because it has that feeling, right? Of like getting to meet people and mm-hmm. Hey, like what's going on? Or like, what do you think about that? So anyway, it was like, I could tell that was a thing. I really do like that. I mean, uh, remote work offers a lot of other like benefits that outweigh currently, but it's nice once in a while to have those, you know, those touch points. So I, are I'm you currently full remote? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But how, so how many is that? Are. How is that doing all this user research fully remote? Rather yeah, it than seems like that would be hard. I agree. Like, we, I mean, we do play tests in person almost exclusively for a reason, because yeah. even us, we're like, it's so much harder if we do this remotely. Like, why would we you like the bot catch that body language? Right. You know, totally. Um, I mean, we're amateurs. I don't know. Like, <laughs> watch for, watch for that restless leg syndrome like, so we know their mental yeah. load. Yeah. Chase is <laughs> like, don't his shoulder moving. Don't mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony extrapolated. He's super pissed. It means nothing. He could have been itchy. You know, like, don't, read sure. into that. don't read into that nonsense. Actually, uh, if you go, if you look up uh, into behavioral coding, that was the one thing I really didn't mm-hmm. like. I did a lot of that, like a lot of Sundays in the lab, watching stuff at two X, three X speed, counting how many times they look right to oh, check a particular thing. Uh, okay. Right? No, no, no. Um, so it's a real thing. Uh, yeah. Remote. I mean, for me, I ran a lot of remote stuff prior. Okay. Like the stuff that this is the benefit for me in person was sort of like hopping over to help. Um, I did a lot of remote work with remote 
interviews because people were all over or you're in a lot of surveys. So for me, it, the impact was less than somebody who did a lot of in-person playtesting in the labs. Um, I mean, I had some of that, but I just, we shifted it to remote and I loved all that stuff. And I got to help out with some of that too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a blast. I don't, there's definite downsides to it. There's scenarios where you want to be in person. I, I know I'm not a hardware researcher, but like I empathize with people who are working. Yeah, that's on what I was thinking. That can't, that must be a nightmare to try and do remotely. Yeah. I mean, people find ways to do it, but, um, you know, there's, there's stories of people like mail-in controllers and mail-in, you know, whatever TVs. And, um, I've never done any of that stuff. So I can imagine that's more difficult, but for me, remote's been pretty good. It also has the advantages of being a little more inclusive typically. Um, so it's been nice where you're going to recruit sure. a particular audience. It brings it up to the top of the stack of bringing people who might not typically get to come in and participate, which is great. Yeah, no, that that's fair. That makes that that makes sense. I was gonna like related to that. Have you been able to do a good job of not working too much? Because uh, is the challenge of remote no, work. Because I have had challenge. this problem personally with remote work is that especially with Ko Koala on the side, where I finish my normal job and I my IMF on Ko Koala is through the roof. Yeah. And that's tough to some, I, I quite frankly, for a while at the beginning of COVID, I had a terrible sleep schedule, like not even kidding you. I was going to bed at four in the morning. Cause I was just working, having fun, waking up at like nine 30, 10. It was terrible. Got to the point where, Hey, just so everyone knows, you know, after a while I'm falling asleep in the tens and waking up in the fours, you know, where we're a little bit better on the other side. Anyway, just to say, I, you said, you mentioned in your, your Washington tech talk that, you know, your family's very important to you, meaning you love life too, in general, you, you know, you have a life outside of work. How do you balance it? You know, especially during this remote time. I mean, I don't have any magic bullets. I have found that calendar management ends up being particularly useful, like blocking time so people can't schedule or it becomes a real pain to do that has been super yeah. helpful. But truthfully, in my particular scenario, because our team is distributed, everyone's really respectful of the calendar um, and it allows me to work hours that are a little more conducive to my own habits. So um, my own personal schedule, which doesn't work for everybody, is uh, developed from when I started grad school. My my daughter was my my kids are six and are nine and six, and so my daughter was born uh, was like my second semester of grad school. So I had to sort of adapt to kid life, and I just used that same thing where I wake up, I get really good work done early in the morning, and then I have morning time with my kids, and then I have my workday, which is often meetings, and it's hard to be a little more productive. So that's how I typically do it, and then I try to log off. Sometimes you have late meetings, but you know it's okay. Nice. I'm very fortunate that for sure. Right on. Um, right on. As we go down this path, I don't know Fun. how you feel, Anthony, but I think we're still no, yeah, headed yeah, yeah. into the head into the goofy part of the podcast. We covered it. Since everything end. else was extremely serious, you're now allowed to be goofy, Chase. You don't have to be serious anymore. Thank God. I'm just gonna <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can unbutton your button-down <laughs> shirt, pull your tie off. Yeah. Um so uh I guess first one is my 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 question that I personally use to evaluate the quality of any individual human of uh, no two prong question. And that right. question is what is your favorite food and what is your favorite animal? I, I, yeah, I remember this. I don't remember. I should have thought about these questions. They were predictable. Um, favorite, favorite food is so easy. Uh, my all time favorite food is breakfast pizza hands down what, can uh, you give us more just, details on the breakfast yeah what's on place? it yeah. what's the crust like you going thin yeah what like, are we doing crust? what are we doing on the i love this pizza. this is my this is honestly like my favorite thing to talk about we're gonna let's go, let's go breakfast pizza uh okay there, there's some there's some things you two should have no problem appreciating this given where you currently live 
Colorado? Sometimes, sometimes individuals who grew up on the coast as being from, you know, I'm in Iowa, Minnesota. It's like Northern Iowa, Southern Minnesota, sort of like one state. Um, in the Midwest, including Colorado, I suspect you have gas stations that aren't tiny little gas stations that you only get, you know, like soda and chewing gum from. They're you like bigger boys. They got some That's big. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You have, you have food in them, and you have potentially groceries in them. You've seen these gas stations, to, yeah, to they, some degree. Not we don't have like the very extensive Midwest gas stations here. Okay, but we have like mid. There are some. Yeah. But like yes. pay, okay, but you get the picture, right? So you yeah. walk into the gas station, which is well lit, clean, and has lots of different options for food. It's got you know stuff for your car. You can buy oil, my jumper right. cables, right? Got maybe has a cooler of sorts of different things, and a bakery and a deli. So in the Midwest, there's a series, there's a, um, uh, uh, people in the, the, the coast are like, what the hell you get pizza from a gas station? Uh, there's a, there's a chain of gas stations called Casey's based out of Des Moines, Iowa. And there's a, uh, chain of gas stations called Quick Star, which is based out of Minnesota. So the Minnesota and each of them make breakfast pizza. So in their, in their kitchen, they have a pizza and more regular pizza from, but they will make breakfast pizza and breakfast pizza is a regular pizza crust, uh, with, it has to be like crappy nacho cheese. Like you got it at the stadium. Oh, okay. Like that's the cheese you the have to use. The one that comes out of the dispenser. Right? Out of the, out of the bag. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The bag is being squeezed. Yeah. yeah. You find it like they carry the crappiest cheese at Walmart, of course. So if you want to make it, that's where you get it. Um, don't use Velveeta. That's a disaster. I don't know what I thought when I was a kid. So you got to go even weirder than Velveeta. Okay. Yeah, this yeah, is no, like Velveeta's the bag no of nacho cheese that it's goes into the dispenser. Like you got to buy the taco pack and only take the pre-packaged That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's okay. it. And don't buy queso. We're not talking, we're talking like right. nacho cheese right. that is okay. in the bag. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you get that, put it on a, like a regular like pan pizza crust or thin crust. Either are okay. Um, I'm not too sorry about the crust. The cheese goes down as the base. You cook the scrambled eggs. Put your toppings of choice. I like mushroom and onion and green pepper, right? Like, so like omelet basic. style toppings. Kind of like, like think about an omelet. Yeah. yeah. Put some bacon or some sausage, whatever. That goes on the next layer on top of the cheese. And then you do the nice thick layer of the mozzarella or the Kobe Jack, or whatever, something very oh. Western vanilla mm-hmm. uh, right over the top. Bake that. That is your breakfast pizza. Okay. Casey's makes it is so so basically good. an omelet. It's cheese and eggs and bread, right? An omelet <laughs> on a pizza with nacho it, cheese on on the. It bottom. is literally the best food. I could eat it for every wow. meal. I could eat it multiple days a week. Like I can't have fast food too often because I don't feel very good. But like breakfast <laughs> pizza is just eggs, cheese, whatever bread. Wow, no chance you can have that every day. <laughs> I, I, could I, I would have it. I would literally have it every day. Wow, I, you'll take the hit, huh? Cheese through the veins. Um, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's but so if you got. <laughs> But yeah, breakfast. <laughs> Google Casey's breakfast pizza, and you'll see what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Anyway, so right. that's my favorite food. I'll, um, I'll make that the podcast cover. By the way, I can change it. Yeah. Thank you. Dang, am I salivating? No, put Ch- put Chase's like smiling face above a breakfast <laughs> pizza. Yeah. Get a breakfast pizza. I'm going to send you the real photo. You don't have oh, photo right Okay. I want to yes, see please. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you some breakfast pizza photos. I've made it for like on the coast. It goes oh, also like side note with breakfast pizza. Nobody has heard of it. Like nobody knows. What Agreed. Like, no, I haven't. Yeah. Is yeah. this Midwest regional thing? I think, I think I, my wife and I talk about going somewhere outside the Midwest and opening a breakfast. I was just going to say, I see where this is going. Oh my Yo, God. Yo, I smoke meat. If you want like some smoked meat on the breakfast pizza, some alternatives. That sounds too fancy for what a breakfast pizza is. I know, but you're going to get some people who walk up to it like <laughs> me. That's who like are, what the California it, boy no, would no, say listen, about yo, yo, breakfast yo, yo. pizza. My, this is the California breakfast my pizza. My smoked right meat 
California breakfast pizza is like the Netflix games to xCloud. I am the lower barrier to entry for the crowd that's too skeptical to try this like Velveeta prepackaged cheese. Serious breakfast pizza. They need my smoked meat version. So. Oh my gosh. Anthony's going to do some... the, the fig and brie and smoked la- like no, I, that, That's too much. That's too far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, give me, give me a... Oh, look at that. Hold on, I'm zooming up. All right. I'll, I'll send you the actual photo, but I that's, that's that, breakfast pizza. I mean, yeah, I got to see it close. Yeah, and basically I'll send you the photo. Pizza. And then one of our friends is the last thing I said about breakfast pizza. I'm sorry. I just love I'm talking about breakfast pizza. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I love one, this. One of our best, best family friends, she's an incredible human or like a legitimately incredible chef, does you know all the different things, makes great cupcakes, not like, but also cooks. We told, like, we had breakfast pizza, made it for her, made it for their family. And she then take, made her take on it, which turned out to be like gourmet oh, breakfast hey, pizza. Hey, hey. Like that's made the, the cheese California and melted pizza, it. Right? That's right. That's right. It's I mean, when I just saw your first one, I was thinking it looks like a cheese pizza. Is he sure he showed me the right picture? But now I'm thinking oh, about how wait, you explained it. There's the mozzarella I'm, layer. That's right. Mike, can't let me turn off my camera. We lost video. On, okay. I, I thought we lost everything. I'm, video loss is a common no, occurrence. Here. We're good. Perfect. Okay. We're good. We're good. I don't know what it was I was the pizza. It was too good to show. Man. Anyway, yeah, like like on the pizza. Anyway, breakfast pizza fantastic. That pizza was incredible. It wasn't breakfast pizza, let's be clear. Um, it was something else. Too fancy. Um favorite animal, I don't know, like don't hate me. I'm not like a big animal person. I like grew up, we had a farm, we had horses, whatever. I like dogs because I like like I think they're smart, trainable companion. My dog is like my golden doodles like roaming around somewhere. Luna, she's wonderful. Um yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're like animal, like favorite uh, dinosaurs are awesome, right? Uh, humans are pretty cool. We're good animals, so <laughs> Let's, so see, hey, dis- I, said I agree with dinosaurs. Disagreed with humans. Humans suck. Specific humans are good. Humans as a race are horrible. Tyler's <laughs> not a fan of humans. Not, not a human. I guy. mean, I mean, dinosaurs aren't taking us to space, and I think space is pretty cool. So. Hey, that's uh, pretty cool. That's, that's I, I, I did. I had to convince Skylar I'm an animal. For I him tolerate to Anthony, me. and yeah. Anthony is like the least animal person I've ever met. So, so, what, like, so what is your animal then? If you're not an animal person, I. I I mean, I had to choose something because if not, he wouldn't, you know, trust me as yeah, a human yeah, you know, and the whole thing. So I was like, I'm probably a flying like eagle. You know, I can fly. I would Whoa. love to fly. I'm scared of heights, but Is I think if an I animal fly, you turn into. But that's how Anthony interprets the question, and that's yeah, why. Yeah, if, if can I you change? <laughs> That can you just cool. make it an animorphs question? Yeah, apparently this is now an animorphs question. More That's compelling why. for me. I, I mean, mean I, would, I, my, I would. My favorite, my favorite animal, animal technically is like cow. I love eating cow. Yeah, that's the worst kind of favorite animal answer for the record. The real I test just, here is one: Have you thought about your favorite food and or your favorite animal? Have you put thought into it? Because those are things that I feel like people should think about. And then the second part is: Do you choose an animal that you eat? Because then you effed up this question. And, so and see, good thing I said eagle first. Yeah, if I would have uh, told them cow first, I mean, like my family's from Argentina. In Argentina. It's not food if there's no meat. Like, that's how I grew up, right? So it's definitely my favorite. Hey, but yeah, I said eagle first, so we got saved. We're, you know? we're okay. Eagle's cool. It's kind of a dinosaur, hey, like modern day. So we're it like on the be. same page. Me and, me I and love Chase. it. I love it. Raptors. My, mine so is an o- octopus, him? if you're wondering. Octopus Oct- is my favorite animal. Thank you. Wow. There's there's thought behind that. Yeah. I Well, my top three are octopus, owl, chinchilla. chinchilla. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Where did you get out? He puts chinchilla? new ones in, man. I no, heard Chinchilla used to be a koala. 
I, I don't care about koalas. Koalas are cool, but I don't like... They're so funny. I love koalas. Yeah. Have you seen the ones like they're like... They like grunt and stuff? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, How Al- trustworthy is Chase? Oh, I'm Chase, sorry. Chase Al- is amazing. Al- He's good. He thought significantly about food. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, octopus are like the coolest animal. They're like one of the smartest animals in the world. They like can change color faster than the human mind they can like cool. process thoughts. Um, they, slip, they slip through those holes yeah. somehow. They can yeah, open crazy. jars from the inside. Like Dude, finding Dory was incredible. Yeah, there you I, go. I learned so much. There you <laughs> go. Finding Dory, the premier octopus documentary. Yeah, pretty sure that my octopus teacher is a Netflix show, right? No, it is, and that show, okay. although the documentary maker is the most pretentious dude I've ever seen in my freaking life, the 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 octopus footage and what that documentary shows about octopuses is unbelievable. Skyler comes in with those hot human hot takes, Chase. You got, you got, you got, you got to stand I mean, your toes. Okay, but <laughs> let's be honest. Like anyone making documentaries is pretty pretentious. It's just I like have, a reality of documentaries. I, I can't even give an opinion on that one. I haven't even seen it's it. It's fine. I don't, I don't judge him for it. Like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Chase. You mentioned you got inspired by Halo. Halo Two Dorm Days. You have to tell me what's your favorite Halo. Halo One. Wow. Oh, very respectable. Yo, check out my keychain I have right here. Dude, it's CD. Halo. Oh, that's sick. When did you Only get that? Xbox. That is sweet. Yeah. It is cool, huh? It is yeah, I have the Halo 2 one is hanging on my keychain because that's my favorite Halo, but I got yeah. this one. Yeah, Halo, right Halo 1 and Halo 2 are my favorites as well. Yeah, I mean, I've played so much Halo 1. So much yeah, Halo same. 1. So I was in high school during that time, so it was a lot of prisoner rockets, was like a regular uh, occurrence for months. And I don't know if you. I, sorry, Did you I like talk. land like a land? Oh, oh big, I, yeah. So I grew up building PCs, playing Quake, Unreal, Diablo, StarCraft, Total A. Like that's Counter Strike, like bunny hopping. Like we're talking, you know, OG. That those are my formative years. Was going to real life land parties with a lot of adult men, right? Like there's a lot of guys <laughs> in their 30s and 40s, and. Um, we were so lucky that uh, one of my close friends, his dad, um, was effectively a second father, like let us hang out, taught us all how to build computers, play in the basement, had rigs for us set up. It was awesome. That's like awesome. My, I, I didn't even know this so cool. thing. We went over and there's like a, my, my friend was having a quake birthday party and we were like seven or eight or something like that. And it was, it blew me away. So a lot of like, a lot of mods, a lot of bid for power, that old DBZ quake mod, like all, all that type of oh, stuff. Oh, geez. So, um, anyway, super fun. Did lots of Halo though as well because we had all the equipment to land. We were ready to yeah, roll. Yeah, you were set up. Right. You're ready to roll. Exactly. That Ethernet port. Bless you, Seamus. Bless you, team. Yeah. Putting that in there, making all the way. Uh, yeah, played a ton of Halo land. A lot of like a lot of four player split screen to be fair, um, and then a lot of lands as well. Uh, we did like the Halo runs. My brothers and I played a lot of Halo even, um, where we'd have to we'd do a complete playthrough playthrough without letting any Marines die. Like that's the type of like. Like that was the challenge. That's super respectable. Yeah. <laughs> Did you succeed? Oh yeah. My bro- I think there was oh, a couple wow. times where like you couldn't, like it was impossible to like uh-huh. not have them. If I recall, but whatever. Like we did our best, and anyway. Sure. So that, that one doesn't count. But like, what are we talking about? Normal difficulty, heroic. Uh, I actually don't remember what we did. We may have done that just on normal, but I know my okay. brother had attempted it separately. Still, still can be on, tough. Yeah. 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 On legendary, or whatever. Okay. Um, so all good, a lot of stuff. And then the other like fun, like in the place and time that will never happen again comment that I was incredible. Uh, one of my friends who I played a ton of Halo with, um, at, so we were at UNI at this time, University of Northern Iowa. 
and it was the best time to be in college because if you plugged your Xbox into the dorm Ethernet port, you saw a list of games always rocking. That's and amazing. Incredible. And, and it like, wasn't like secured like they are now where it wouldn't let no. that stuff go through. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, is everybody playing on whatever that like the the land for the different dorms playing across? It was like I don't think you I think that was one of those like snapshot in time moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so sure. Cool. That's amazing. Anyway feel that way in a lot of ways around like that original halo trilogy was kind of like in a lot of ways snapshot in time like kind of it's stuff so good. there's my dog yeah. oh okay hello. well that's halo that's but halo. what's your favorite games ever like g- give us top three off top of your head like world of warcraft for time spent and relationships fostered real life friendships traveling across the country meeting people like can't hard to beat that um i don't know i played it's really hard. I used to say like Final Fantasy Tactics for a long time. It was like oh. my favorite game. Um, dude. Yeah. dude, love a good tactics game. Final Fantasy Tactics was like one. I didn't even know what a tactics game was because I didn't have Tactics Ogre or whatever like was earlier. So I love Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, I don't know. And probably Halo. But like just there's so many shooters that you could like swap in Counter-Strike. Or you could right, swap right. in Quake or whatever. But a right. lot of like UT. Yeah. Like competitive FPS. Like whatever we were sure. rotating through. Like that that slot. Nice. Right on. Uh, along the same lines, do you have a most anticipated upcoming game? Like a game you're waiting for that you're really hype about? Um, I don't I don't know. I feel bad not having one. It's okay if um, you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a few that I'm like, I, I'm, I'm watching for, but I'm not. I don't have one that I'm like chomping at the bit to get to. And I think that's mostly an artifact of my backlog being un, like unmanageable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. There's so many good. You games have to get right to now. the. You have to get to the transcendent state that I'm in, where you just uh, accumulate games and don't play them, and you just yes. uh, are very happy about it. How, how long <laughs> is your Steam shame list? Like, oh God, he's uh, very long. I don't. Too I many don't, humble bundles. <laughs> not even humble bundles. Just purchases directly. I. I I, I used to know. do a lot of humble bundles. I stopped that though. Yeah, I have 746 <laughs> games on Steam. So you beat me. I don't know. Keep that, that in mind. And, and I probably played like 10, 10 15% of them. There's, there's a website that scrapes that. So if you yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. your shame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've used it before. I don't remember. It's high though, for sure. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I don't know. There's just too many. There's too many good games. I feel like my life, like every stage of my life, has had a game. I'm sure you feel probably feel similarly, right? So, like, ask me about like what age I was or whatever. And then there's the game that goes with it. So it's really hard to pick a favorite. Like, no, that's fine. But yeah, nothing, nothing upcoming that you're like chomping at the bit for. I, I mine is Stray right now. I'm so Stray, hyped for Stray to come out. Game <laughs> looks sick. That's fantastic. No, that's cool. I don't know. I don't have something that I, I mean, I, I pretty, I really want to play Wolverine. Like I, all the insomniac stuff has just been so good that mm-hmm. I'll be really excited to see how they make Wolverine. Um, that's cool. Anyway, I don't know. No, that's good. No, I'm a, I'm an Annapurna fanboy. So any Annapurna stuff that's Ooh. coming out, I'm hyped for that's why I'm so hyped for stray and stuff. Oh, I didn't know it was an Annapurna title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, like Edith Finch, right? Edith like, Finch so, is one so of my good. favorite narrative games ever. Game's incredible. Like everybody should just do themselves a favor and go spend three hours or whatever it is, four hours and play that game. It's yep. super good. I'm and then on the Switch, yeah. uh, I think I heard you guys talk about this, but like the game that my kids and I played a bunch was Cyanide Wild Hearts. Like uh, the that I, soundtrack, so good. I can't remember the name of the level. I like, even played that like, one. I made oh. Anthony play it. Yeah, I've played that game so many times. It's just like playing a like playing an MTV music video or whatever from like the nineties yeah. or something. It's just so good. Yeah, I have eleven hours of that game of that one hour game on Steam. So you know yeah, I've yeah. played it a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. Oh, I, yeah, I, I mean, like, unbelievable. Oh, game. I thought of my hype game. 
Okay. Fortnite, the, the the Hollow Knight sequel, uh, right? Oh, Where, like, it's gonna be DLC, but it's own. It's what its own Silk game. Song? Silk Song. Thank you. Yeah, I Hornets game. Yeah, yep. I'm super bad because Hollow Knight's so good. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're you were you're pissed that there was no release window in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> because you well, know there was. Game to play trailer like two weeks ago or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it said at the at the showcase event, it said everything in the next twelve months, right? right. So. That's what a lot of people have been saying about that Hollowed I think, but the fact that they didn't explicitly say it makes me very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. No, I don't know. Um, I'm lucky. I like I love I love all video games. There's plenty of stuff that I end up playing a lot of stuff that I just play on my own. I don't know how you guys end up playing and using your own time, but I have my games that like if I have 15 minutes I can play, I'll play around. So like for the past couple of months it's been Halo Infinite again, just like getting a couple matches in. Um, but that's over the years has been like Overwatch or it's been Rocket League or whatever, right? Yeah, I saw you said you played some Rocket League in that talk. Are you still playing oh, any yeah. Rocket League? No, 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 but that's like what I was playing at the time. Because I yeah. just like games that I can get a couple quick matches in mm-hmm. other games that have like a really high skill ceiling but i still can have fun in like a short duration so i call it like a quick loop length yeah um, have you ever gotten into any fighting games because that's my one no. of my quick loop kind of games i used to play like uh, a long time ago i really liked ki on the super nintendo uh-huh um, the newest ki the one that was died because it was xbox exclusive unfortunately I, was uh, i didn't ever play that it yeah. was amazing I, I mean, I played it. So if you go on xCloud, it's got a touch control implementation that I definitely worked on. And that was fun. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So you can see. That must be like. so hard. Yeah. So. Like a fighting I mean, game, you know, latency is a big deal. Yeah. Let me let me say this about, I think uh, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of making sure that games are playable by as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. I think we all can do better to make sure that our games are more accessible for more players. And KI did a standout job of making the game more accessible. And they even updated over time to include more things like some of the, the yeah. audio improvements that they made. Their combo system, super yep. good. Because you can go in there and button mash and have a fun time, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and they had two control schemes. One for like really button mashy, like accessibility. And even in the like advanced control scheme, it's still very flexible to like, yeah, like, yeah it's really cool. That's cool. No, but I'm not, a, I'm not really a fighting person. Like I like to play Smash with friends and I got wrecked. But like, you know. No, I got you. That's uh, me too. <laughs> what you got anthony give us another fun one no no i think you should go to your next question my next fun question yes uh all right uh as we already discussed i'm a board game obsessor Fav- i want your favorite board games my favorite board games my favorite board game for a variety of reasons is uh betrayal at house on the hill ah, okay. because i think it's so it has so many potential play opportunities with all the different endings, right? And the different configurations. And then you, it's like whoever, the person who becomes the, it's an A, it's a game that has a turn if you, for anyone, anyone who hasn't played it. And halfway through the game, someone becomes the bad guy. Um, and it, you don't know who it's going to be because the factors change every game. And you don't know what version of the end game you're going to play because there's a variety of them that based on how you invoke it, it changes. That game is such a good gateway game with a lot of replayability. It's probably my favorite. But like, if you would ask me a few years ago, it was BSG because I love, okay. like, I love Battlestar in general and that game is super good um i don't know there's so i don't know like what games you what typically you'd like to play but um more recently some of the hotness has been like scythe people love scythe um my recommendation is to go play my little scythe so that's the like my little oh yeah you right? like yeah i have the like anniversary or like the what i kickstarted scythe so i have like the giant fancy ass yeah. components and stuff but i i don't get to the table very much i've been playing a lot of arc nova that's like one of the really new what hype is, games it's like arc a nova zoo is. building game um oh. it's sort of like terraforming mars style so it's oh, like that's a card, card drafting yeah. zoo building game basically that's really cool 
But can you find for like, do you go, can you actually have regular friends that come over and you can play for two hours and enjoy I, it? Before COVID, I had very consistent ga- like board gaming opportunities since COVID. Yeah. Not at all. I basically just play two player with my girlfriend and like <sighs> once a month, maybe get some people together to play a game. Yeah. So like my favorite, one of my favorite board gaming experiences was playing through risk legacy with my group, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. or like and pandemic legacy. Incredible. I love all legacy games. So like I have betrayal legacy sitting in my house. I have not played no through it. I've got mechs versus minions unopened, right? Like I'm gonna, like probably similar to both of you have the games like that you just haven't played. I love all the legacy titles. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's tons, there's tons of good stuff. Awesome. I did I did have to play the Return of Dark Tower one time when my friend brought it over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I have my own copy. I'm very excited because that's when I can play with the kids and it just has such a good table presence. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping to get board game, more consistent board gaming happening, but it's very hard right now. It's hard. It's, it's definitely challenging. Yeah. I and used also, to do a lot of board gaming too. So like, okay. that's impossible for me anymore. Right. Actually. So I've been playing some games on tabletop simulator recently. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how much tail, but yeah. one of my friends was just talking today about how he loves playing war games on tabletop simulator and that it's yeah. very, there's really good support for it now. So yeah. And there's one called Vassal. It's a not. It's like a competitor, I guess, tabletop simulator, but they're both they're free. I've Vassal's it, yeah. what we, yeah, we used to play that a lot for like playing War Machine hordes, um, you know, online. It was good because okay. you get the measurements are even easier. Anyway, love, love, I love playing, love games. Yeah. Anything. Mostly what I can play with my kids is what we end up playing though. To be right, fair. that's where you're at. Yeah. I'm playing. Yeah, it's I super snagged, fun. I just snagged Mario Strikers, the new Mario yeah. Strikers, with my kids. We played, played it yesterday yeah. for Father's Day. I was good. I love Mario Strikers personally. Yo, yeah. if you want to actually play play against the computer, you need to do the training because I was playing on normal. Anthony's we played a on tutorial easy. skipper all, all the time. I don't read nothing. I I watch cutscenes. You gotta you gotta really captivate me viscerally, you know, to get me and you know to pay attention. But anyway, like the, there's a tutorial at the beginning. Played easy mode with the kids. Still pretty tough. I and mean, we lost most of them. And then uh, I was like, I'll play normal. Whew. Toad is like doing this like body slam speed boost and stuff. And I'm like, I gotta watch the tutorial. It's getting crazy over here. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. That one to try. It looks good. Yeah, we, we also we said played. Minecraft Dungeon was with your kids, right? Anthony is one of your huge. Yeah, ones right my now. oh my. So my old my kids are six. The I have three boys and a girl, and six five four two. Okay, so sick. This two, the top two, they love dungeons. They just play. They love, love, love dungeons. We have to have a schedule, or else they'll play like yeah, yeah. way too much. And uh, we play that one together. That one, that one. I was I actually told Randy the other day. I was like, the UX on dungeons is, in my opinion, phenomenal. It's like yeah. so. My yeah, my kids are navigating it with no problem. It's so accessible. But anyway, like uh, so. I love it. That was so. That was the original XCloud touch control game, and that's my first game credit mm. with Minecraft Dungeons because we did the touch controls for it. So that's oh. the mobile version. Yeah, they were, they did some great work on that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay, my last fun question is okay wait is this the classic are you asking no the- that's not the classic sorry second to last but okay, the classic okay. is he, he, Scott, he already yeah, chose. I, I know i know i know but the still, class i'll last- say the classic chase the classic question is if you had to choose okay i mean we could get a surprise here you don't know yes if if, if you had to choose one of these food options gets erased from existence you never got to try it you never got to experience it nobody ever got to nobody yeah. ever will would you choose to remain burgers or pizza? Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, it'd be hard to erase pizza after I just gave right. that it. Would be. That's what we were saying. Yeah. But I'm from Iowa, right? Like, it's burgers are a staple of the land here in the Midwest. Uh, 
if I have to just pick one to get rid of, I oh my god, don't don't tell anybody from from my family ranchers and cows. I'd probably get rid of burgers because I don't think I'd give up breakfast pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the breakfast pizza is too strong. Yeah. yeah, at least Sorry. like you loved pizza. You know, I'm okay with you pizza. saying that because you loved it, man. You really. I mean, I love burgers though too. I I don't know. Growing up, there's a Me like. Too we've got we're super fortunate a lot of people raise their own cattle family like sure so we'd like every year get a half beef from a family friend or whatever and like stock the freezer and i don't know it's hard to beat like probably pretty good yeah it's pretty hard to beat that burger yeah no no makes sense but that makes sense okay now my actual final one and i got one more after that and then we'll wrap and then we're done we're done we're done so interestingly chase you mentioned you went into like pre-med i didn't actually go into pre-med but my my i almost i consider dentistry too because my mom's a dentist okay oh see look the dentist love so yeah i mean the problem was i was about to drop out of high school to go record guitar in la and then i was like this is maybe a bad idea i was like two months away from moving out like not even kidding and uh i was like i don't have any information i've been screwing around all of high school i did good like grades because high school was easy but it was like what do i do software engineer like my dad or dentistry like my mom and I was like, I am. I hate school personally. I've I I hate the the system doesn't work good for me. I'm a doer, not a learner. But so I was like, that's way too much school in medicine. I was like, software only four years. I'm good at math stuff, whatever. And I think I like legit a huge part of it was like I think Halo uses code somehow, <laughs> you know. And so, I love you know. Your assessment. And there I go. And and, and la- thank thankfully I like. I, uh, I, the other, like, there's also practical reasons software engineer. You can have a family with, as a software engineer, like it's a, it's a good, good benefits of the job. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. And yeah, there was like a course. I, I was not seriously thinking to pursue game development. That only, that's a whole nother story, but just, was just saying (laughs) dentistry was there. I was just like, the mouth, man, it's gross. You know, Uh. (laughs) I worked at my mom's dental office for a while. And when my, when I, I was either front office dealing with insurance companies or it was like helping assistant. And I'm like, mom, there's, how are you passionate about this? Like, I'm like looking down, I'm like, he's missing a bunch of stuff. It's gross in here. You know, like, I mean, people, there's people who just have the heart to care, right? And you find your niche of being able Oh, to that's do it. true. That's another like, problem of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony is not one of those. <laughs> oh, you meant that in a bad way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought you meant like you had a bleeding heart and you know they oh, could no, no, You no, could go back and watch. Cold. We played We played through a, a trolley problem philosophy oh, game on Steam. You I didn't know about the trolley problem. Go watch Anthony's answers and okay. you'll, you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> You, you're not, you're a cold pragmatist when it comes to the trolley yeah, problem. Yes, okay. I, I mean you. I think you might be interested. Skylar's the what? What do you call it? The elitist? What uh, it's called? Altruistic? Altruist? No, that no. You're like the guy who's like, oh, it, I could push my friend off and save five people. I'm sorry, oh, friend. I'm yeah, saving five the, people. I'm the, like, no, I'm saving my friend. You, oh, whatever. I'm called. sorry, five people. Pragmatist. Utilitarian. You utilitarian. utilitarian. That's it. Yeah. That's the word. Got it. Anyway, it was a, it was a, that was I, a good I thought one. the word you were looking for was bad friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe bad friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Cold, cold hearted friend. Anyway, just to say, I, that, that was funny. So, okay. Rewind the clock. Chase is considering yeah. what he's going to do. He's not allowed to choose HCI, that whole sure. path. Sure. Can't do it. 
Sure. What career would you choose? Yeah, I mean, hard knowing. Okay, it was, it's hard knowing what that would be now that I've seen the real world and what some of these professions afford the lifestyle that you were able to like. Right. True. Choices I make would not be like you're right. I'm I'm not above wanting to you know be fortunate to you know have my kids and be able to you know sure no all stuff right. Yep. I would. I think though. I like I. I thought about this before, not because of this, but like things I still want to do. I think I'd probably be a teacher. And I think particularly I'd like to be like an elementary school or maybe middle school teacher. High school is like the least interesting to me. I'd have, you'd have to be older. Like, I'm not even old enough to be a high school teacher at this point, right? Like nobody respects like the. No, it's the, true. The it's true. Right. Um, not, maybe, I'm not saying I look like a straight edge college. Just, anyway, you got to have like the wisdom of the years and the grain before like, okay, I can learn chemistry from this. Ah, yeah, right. yeah, fair. Anyway, yeah, I really like, I mean, I love kids. I'm super fortunate to have two healthy children. Um, and I love like teaching and like learning and all the moments and like forcing my kids to do like, you know, ASL for a few minutes or forcing my kids to like go through the, the logics of why, how like gear ratios as we tear the go-kart apart. Like I love teaching. I love the hands up. So I don't know. I would probably do some type of elementary school. I, you would totally awesome. be a good teacher. Like you're like the teacher when you think of your teachers and you're like, that this one just stood out was great. Their IMF must have been high. They love teaching. <laughs> I learned a lot. Th- that's a chase. I'm getting a chase vibe. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to do that. But I feel like the like the truth that you've uncovered is like I'm too shallow or something to like have <laughs> pursued that because I found this other thing that was interesting. Nah, it's <laughs> no. okay. It, it's no. never too late. <laughs> I've got to find different ways. Anyway, so yeah, I do love to look for opportunities to teach, which is why I did that that one. Thing. Like I love yeah, I love going to teach. No, exactly. Hey, so, I. I got the UI Traps book. You convinced me. You, you taught it. me the, the ways in that talk, you know? And did you get we, the Hey, okay. and I got our team at work to buy six of the decks. I was like, decks? yeah, because I said, have them laying around. Put them around. Like, we're in the process right now of, like, yeah. development. Uh, thankfully, like, my relationship with my manager is good enough where he, like, uh, he listens. He, he'll, he'll pay attention to me. Even though I tell him a bunch of crazy stuff, but this one, I'm like, yeah, I was like, look, the return on investment here, exa- I said what you said. I was like, there's 30 bucks. You put them around. We're in the middle right now of designing like our, our actual UI interfaces UI for the subsequent project. So I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity. Just have this go through it. I, I, I linked him your talk. I was like, do what he says. You know, he's just, they, he said, just like review it, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. anyway, your payment oh, will be coming in the you. mail soon. Yeah. Let me know when my, when my yeah. check gets back. You know, I told like, Chase, I tried the codes. Chase is based. Didn't do anything. I didn't get any <laughs> discount. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. They need to update this opportunity. Uh, yeah. uh, real, like fun, fun connecting doubt for all of the Xbox research stuff. The people who uh, worked on those and made those deck, they were Microsoft researchers. And one mm. of them is one of the OG Xbox research uh, huh. founders as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway. bringing it back to UX for the final question. I love it. I want to know your most satisfying UX experience in a, playing a video game. <sighs> video oh, video it games. It doesn't have to be most satisfying, just like a satisfying, a memorable UX game. related experience. It could be a board game too, honestly, just like whenever yeah. you've been playing a game. I mean, yeah. like he played it and he, he was like, I'm curious. Like, he's like, this was, they did this so good. No, or just the, well, I'll let Chase interpret the question as I said it. Okay. 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 Um, I will say that one of the like more recent wow experiences that I had that it just worked was when, and this was after a couple years of it not working. So let's not give him all the credit. Opening the Disney plus app on my Xbox and 
it had a little thing in corners like you want to sign in like just open your disney plus app on your phone so i did that they communicated to each other it's like is this you yes and then it signed in magical and it felt very magical uh so there's that i also really really like a good legacy board game and some of those have incredible openings so shout out to the original rob devout legacy game for risk legacy yep. because that opens up playing a very simple scenario to learn the game and you keep progressively adding components Opening to it all the little packages the and stuff but it doesn't overwhelm you which is yeah. the problem with a lot of board games so you start off small and i think legacy games have that opportunity to do that where most board games don't so yeah awesome well, very pleasing experiences that's great I was actually I was thinking I was going to ask you we don't have to but like that's a thing you know for video games people like leave you you don't play Fortnite for a while and you come back to it and you got to like remember how to play yeah it seems like a tough I'll throw you a tidbit on this one so this problem I have continually not written the paper on and I wanted to write it when I started doing egg research I wanted to call it seasonal UX because Hmm. there are these particular things not unlike going away from a game and coming back to it, right? And not needing a refresher on it. Like, good luck for me to go back and play Breath of the Wild today. Like, I, and I'm never going back to Elden Ring. Like, I, I, no. can't, I don't know. You have I'm to, like, spend, like, 20 minutes looking at the controls and then re-memorize them and then be like, all right, maybe I'm ready to play again. Exactly. And I haven't seen a game um, from, like, at least that level of the depth of a game do it super well. I mean, Fortnite, I love Fortnite. I play a ton of Fortnite. So I think they do a lot of stuff really well. But seasonal UX in agriculture, it's the same problem. You go to plant once a year. You go to harvest once a year. When you're going to prep your whole, like, your actual, for lack of a you know, complexity, it's a tablet in your, in, your, um, in your tractor. You want to program that and set it up so you have all your particular settings for planting or for harvest or whatever. It happens once a year. You forget how to that every time you come back around the only company that is at super well that i've seen an example of um i know who say. turbo tax yeah i knew it it's because i cheated i watched the talk and i oh agreed. did i say that i said yeah oh. you did you did okay. and i was like he's right that they actually do do a really good job they walk you back through it every time yeah but it's a problem it's totally a problem yep Especially for like an ADD gamer like me, where like I start games all the time and then I'm like, I and I hate restarting games. So I usually just don't end up playing them. If I even if I really want to go back and play them, I'm just like, I'm not going to start over, but there's no way for me to get back into it otherwise. And even games that have a great tutorial, oftentimes the tutorial isn't replayable, right? No, yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of good stuff. Like, see if these done a great job with that, where they added the tutorial island and now you can just choose to load into it anytime. So if you wanted the refresher, you can always mm. go back and do that. No, that's smart. anyway. Also, games with like UIs that always show you the buttons; those are really good, valuable. Oh, you too. like? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Fortnite oh, does that. Really I mean, yeah. Really I was gonna say Celia's book. They were talking. She talked about it. Yeah. Yep. No, that's good. Those are good practices. So anyone who's thinking about that, please, all the assistance is. I gotta know. You, are you in the? Are you on the no build Fortnite train? Or are you on the build? No Fortnite? build. No. When you were whatever you, I can't remember what you're talking about. You're talking. We're talking about fighting games, and you're like. You get to some level and you get destroyed or what? Like, maybe you're saying something else. That's how I feel about Fortnite for the past three years or whatever. Like, you get, I got to a particular like I win enough with the kids or even on my own, and then I get to if you get to the end game where someone's building, I'm like, you're just over. dead. You're just like, All right, I, my tree is gone and I can't build. Yeah. My son builds like crazy. You just you're all like super rapid fast, but it's not intentional anyway. Right. He's just like really good at mashing the buttons around. I can't. He like traps us in there and we die in a fire. Um, <laughs> But I no build Fortnite. Very good, my speed. That was yes. a great addition. I I like I played Fortnite when it first came out and and churned very quickly. I was like, this isn't for me. But no build came out. And a bunch of my friends started playing again, and now I'm like, this is actually pretty fun. Like this, it has reignited the fun of that game for a ton of people. 
I love Fortnite. Yeah. I like I, I unabashedly love that game. I think yeah. it does a lot right. I mean, season, like, yeah, 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 it definitely lot, did. Yeah, <laughs> we're all just like, yeah, Fortnite's pretty good. I guess it is. Yeah. Right. Well, and Anthony and, I, Anthony and I constantly benefit from Fortnite doing well because you know we are we are Unreal developers, and any money Epic gets just makes Unreal better. So we're happy. Let's go with it. No, it's so good. They do a ton of stuff. The last event where you all got to pilot the mech together. I don't know, like. Oh, I saw that. It I didn't so play it, but I saw that. I recorded my, twi- my my Twitch. Like, I very rarely use Twitch, but I use it so I could just record the thing. Yeah. Oh, very cool. That's good. Anyway. Uh, cool. Well, Anthony, uh, where can people find us? Uh, well, people can find us. Let's say uh, I also want to let people know where they can find yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll ask. Yeah. Chase. Do you want to ask Chase first before we talk? Yeah, about sure. Us? Chase, where, if people wanted to, you said you had a Twitch. I mean, do you want to? I don't. Broad? I don't stream. I don't. Okay. Stream. Yeah, yeah. Well, people want to chat with you about whatever, or I check LinkedIn. Like, message me on LinkedIn if you actually have like questions or whatever. Yeah. But I, I try like Twitter once in a while. I, I mostly use Twitter for like liking other people or retweeting other people or raising other people's voices because I don't find my own. And my thoughts are not worthwhile uh, sharing. But yeah, if message me on LinkedIn, uh, that's where I'm pretty accessible. And I actually check that. Cool. Yeah, yeah nice. Kale Koalas. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is great. The, the role way, where you can find more information about us, kalekoalaentertainment.com has information on our whole studio, the game we're making right now, Agora, and various dev details. You have links to all our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Discord. Join our Discord. That is like the heart of our community where you can also participate in the idle game that we've implemented that ties in narratively to the big Xbox PC boy. It also, yeah, there's giveaways we do in the Discord. That's a nice addition. So if you want to have a good time, find links there. Uh, also, if uh, th- this has been exciting, Chase, because this year, We've been heads down on getting Agora ready for GDC and the playtest build and trying some different things on short form video content, blah, 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 where it's recently hit the point where we're kind of doing a content reset, getting back to having guests on quality time. And uh, we're actually going to be posting on LinkedIn, amongst other things, too. So that content will be coming there. If you've been listening to us and following us like, geez, these guys have been a lot more sporadic. Know that uh, on the podcast side, know that that is coming back to being much more consistent. Thank you for listening. Shout out to our patrons for their support. Chase, thank you so much for joining us. It has been fantastic. Thank you. you. We'll definitely want to have you on again someday. Uh, Once once we... uh, what, yeah, maybe you can uh, play Agora once we get closer and we start revealing stuff, and then you can tell people how much better it is than the first time you played it. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to buy it and add it to my Steam list. You know, oh, it's really there you go. Add Agora to the backlog and never play it. The short game. We were talking about it. those short little loops. What we call them? Yeah. Agora's got that in mind. Okay, I love it. There I you go. It. There you go. Oh. All right, right Thanks, on, Chase. Chase. Thank you so much. Thank you both. All right.